Off the ball. Cristiano Ronaldo was offered to numerous clubs in the summer and no deal could have been done. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Ron Regarra, good morning to you. Adrian, how are you? How's it going? How are you getting on? Are you, in, uh, are you in at the training ground or where are you? I am, I am. Just did the school drop off. Um, An eventful spin. Fill up with and, um, <laughs> and here now, uh, waiting for um, a cup of coffee, but I do my uh, off the ball first. <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest coffee first. Jesus, and then yeah, everyone get the uh, coffee in first. <laughs> What's the um are you two weeks into the touchline ban? Yeah, yeah more maybe. More. Are you, can you hear me? I can, yeah, yeah, have you there. How are you coping with it? Is it is it um Ah uh, yeah, it's it's frustrating, but it's it's uh, essentially all of my own doing, you know. So if you do the crime you gotta do the time. So uh, hopefully it'll resonate with me this time and when I'm put in that situation the next time I react better, react differently, or maybe I don't put myself in that position the next time. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, incredibly difficult because you're not allowed to engage at half-time. You know, half-time is very, very important in in, in any sport, I would think. Uh, but um, it can be over-appreciated, too, in the fact that uh, whether it's my message and assistant coach's message our message that's the key point you know but it's just so much easier not having to pass a bit of paper or do a quick whatsapp to uh, Shkin Ryan or one of my French colleagues to uh, mm. to pass the message but I was that player as well I think it's it's interesting we as coaches think that we can change an awful lot of things but once you've kind of started off in the battle at halftime, you'd want to be looking at maybe one key um, uh, change or reinforce what we have been doing. Are you considering but, staying, staying in the stand then? Or are you thinking, like, uh, because you always try and, like, one always tries to uh, convince themselves that they'll be better the next time? Yeah, but it's, I suppose it's not the first or second time either. We're, we're up over five or six times that this has happened, so... I have to get better at it, you know, but I think it's um, it's interesting for people that aren't too au fait with top 14 rugby. There's a little bit of the banished door on the sideline about it, and mm. if I'm seen to uh, be seen in the stand all the time, maybe, oh, why isn't he more connected with his team? But that's you being influenced and, I suppose, um, um, open to outside uh, opinion which is essentially a weakness really if you believe in your own plan but sometimes there are games where you just kind of may feel you can get something out of your players at pitch level however I feel that this is all done Monday to Friday and Saturday should be a case of implementing our plan We've we've seen the the clips of Jose Mourinho sitting in the the Roma team bus when he's been suspended, kind of watching the matches outside the stadium on the on the on the television. Ronan, like, is there might seem like a ridiculous thing to say, but are there any advantages to to getting to watch your 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 team or your club from from a totally different vantage point? Um, well, that's the kind of I suppose that's the big 
enigma. It isn't any really di different in the fact that you're, you're allowed to attend the game, you're allowed in the ground, you're allowed on the pitch before the warm-up. However, I'm not allowed, we'll say, referee a warm-up drill or engage in a warm-up drill. So you have to remove yourself from that. But that's not a big issue, really, to be honest. You know, you can get one of your coaches to do that. That's whether it's me and they do a lot of the drills in game day anyway. So you're watching the game kind of three up from where you would normally be. You're outside the box, but you're not in the box. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, different rules, but I suppose the big one is um, not being allowed in the change room at half time. So it's... At my stage, my chair, it's pretty easy to for me to manage, but it's, you know what I mean, it's the exact same thing when you're giving feedback to players. It's not what you tell them, it's what they've heard. And when you're not there, uh, it's maybe creating uh, a void in their lives where if you behave better, that void wouldn't be there. So it's on you and I've to own that and get a little bit better at that. But um, I suppose in the bigger pictures of, of, of things... Uh, we can get over this. As you said, um, you did get a chance to be on the pitch beforehand. There was a picture, a nice picture of yourself and Lauren Travers uh, shooting the breeze beforehand. We, did word Stuart Lancaster come up? No, no, I wouldn't. Do you know, I just think uh, they were away to Toulouse the week previously. They got um, a... Uh, a, a drubbing down there so I knew that they'd come here looking to get something and they were for an hour of the better team so he'd feel aggrieved obviously we chatted before the game no his sister had passed away and I would have been very friendly with him because he would have been the staff and then the relationship went sour because there was uh, well not sour but the relationship with the club would have gone sour because I was seen as the bad guy pinching their players but from my point of view 22 of their players were we're out of contract. Players want to talk. I wanted to talk. There was business to be done. So uh, it was more a case of putting that to one side and mm, I suppose emphasising the more important things in life that uh, his sister had passed away and I hadn't seen him. I wasn't at the funeral and it was important for me just to to, to say that to him. And um, I had a good few years in Paris with him, went through everything. We won a bouclier, so once you win something with someone, the bond is there for life, so that's there. It's a little bit tarnished, but that happens in top-level sport, but the respect remains the same. Yeah, and you're doing your best for your team, uh, you're doing your team as well, and something like that obviously puts everything into perspective. What from We haven't been talking to you since Stuart Lancaster was, was appointed. What can he expect in terms of, like, I mean, culture shock might be overstating it, but what will be the main differences for him coming from the Irish system into that, uh, into that French setup? Well, I haven't coached in Ireland, um, Adrian, so you know me from that point of view, I don't know, because I don't know how to a coaching week looks like from a club's point of view uh, it'll be it'll be different but the biggest thing would be the language you know I think you can talk about culture and environment but one of the basic necessities or requirements is the capacity to to communicate mm. and that's not a one-way street, that's a two-way street. So yeah, when you're speak, speaking to someone or a group, you, you need to be able to understand them and they need to be understand you. And sometimes you don't need actually French for that. You just need sometimes communicate with your eyes. Sometimes it's non-verbal and sometimes you need to, you need to speak. So um, 
you know that's that, that's very important in France, and obviously uh, they're very selective on on who they I suppose not let in, but you know I mean I understand that I'm an outsider in the top fourteen, and the fact that I'm from from Ireland coach and Ireland they have an awful lot of of good coaches in France, but I'm taking up one of the top jobs, so with that comes. Um, a responsibility to produce for 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 La Rochelle, which uh, I think I'm doing okay or, or well at. So uh, from Stuart's point of view, um, he'd be going in there, but um, I, I mean he's more experienced than I am in the coaching game, um, and he'll know exactly what he needs to do because essentially we speak rugby. You know, I mean we speak English, we speak French. Uh, but we speak rugby. It's just about getting that message across. And there's a lot of good boys in in racing. I think he's going to a very good club. I think he's going to an established club. I think 2013 when I joined, it's a very different racing. Ten years later than it is now, um, and a, a, an incredibly good city. So he'll have, I think, um, a great um, opportunity to experience a top European club, but also. Uh, you know, it's important he gets to see Paris as well. I was trying to think what the uh, Dublin equivalent of an Ile de Ray would be, Ronan, and I can't think. Like, is it a Sandy Mount or a Hoth or somewhere that might uh, might suit you nicely? <laughs> I, 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 uh, <laughs> Dalky, you, Dalky, you've mentioned before. I let you talk about yeah, maybe your Dalky or Hoth. I think <laughs> there's only mansions in those places. They're being the normal houses. <laughs> Uh, we'd, I, we'd be getting, we'd be offending a lot of people with our, our suggestions unless we were accurate. So <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> uh, obviously, the underlying question that has come up, and like it's not an equivalent role to the level that you're at, but uh, Leinster. Going into Leinster, yeah. Um, of course, it's a fantastic club. It's a, it's a, it's a brilliant. Set up, but you know the reality is, Adrian, the way their club is set up and and who I am, I think they have loads of alternatives to to look at. But you know, I mean, Leo's a a competitor. Leo's a, a winner. The club uh, are interested in success. I'm a competitor. I think it's a good fit. But uh, as you say, where I am now, I would like to think is on a par um, with what Leinster are doing. That's certainly the way I see it. Maybe a lot of people in Ireland would disagree with me, but that's the vision I have for Stelho Chalet, that it's a, it's a European club that has competed uh, consistently in the last two years. Yes, we don't have history, like anything like any of the Irish provinces, but um, you know, it's about looking forward and seeing what we can do over the next few years. And I think... Um, it probably suits my mindset better by driving this club on. Uh, I think it's an interesting one. Like I know your your blood runs red, Ronan, obviously, um, but it's it's a it's something that came up in football with Rafa Benitez kind of taking the the Everton job and in hindsight deciding it maybe wasn't a good thing with his, with his Liverpool links. Like hypothetically speaking, is it is it a is it an issue where where you see that in Irish provinces that that it might not be the easiest thing for for Munster people to to coach Leinster and, and even vice versa as well. Potentially, but I suppose I left in 2013. I'd be on the road 10 years, you know. And I, the difference between Benitez and I is I grew up in Cork. I know everything about him. I love Cork. 
Uh, Benitez is a is a Spaniard that moved to Liverpool, and, and obviously, it's very different culturally for him. Uh, there would be uh, a huge attachment for monster from my playing days but I think as people uh, move along they see the world a little bit differently and that was my playing days now I'm a professional coach so uh, as you say you want to give yourself the best chance of winning or to give yourself the best chance of competing uh, Leinster are, are a great club Munster were a great club but they're not anymore they have work to do to get back where they want to be and that's of huge interest to me as well because it's a club I love. Uh, I can't say the same about Leinster. I don't love Leinster because I never played for them. I don't have anything to do uh, with Leinster. But um, I recognise also that they that they have great values and a very good environment. Uh, the reality is that I'm engaged here um, for for the foreseeable future. So you know the. The issue of moving to a club in Ireland isn't on the radar. So you're saying there's a chance that, is that <laughs> no, it isn't. But no, I just I'm... think for respect, I think people yeah. need to understand that you, that you move on. That your mindset as a player is very different yeah. to a 45 year old, and um, you know. But I think it's also important to to say that I'm from Cork. That's fair enough. The the one of the potential replacements. I'm sorry, it hasn't been really sort of mooted at all, other than wild speculation. Probably come from this studio as much as anywhere else. Like Johnny Sexton is obviously out of contract at the end of the year when the World Cup is over, and I know he's on the record as saying that coaching is not really going to be his thing. And maybe ultimately that's the only answer to this question. But it, from a from what you know of him, which is a fair bit, is he uh, somebody who would be naturally uh, suited to that direction? Yeah, I think most definitely. I know he has um, an eye on, on going into business. I think he's obviously doing that role with Arda Glass at the minute. Um, and that's a good coup out of them to get someone like him. But Johnny has a great brain and he has a great way of looking at the game. I, I for certain, think he'll go coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but Johnny would be smart enough to understand that there's a few uh, cogs involved in getting the best out of himself as a coach to go in as the uh, you mean the the boss man in Leinster uh, wouldn't be uh, for me the right move at this stage but in terms of a, of a, of a backs coach um, um, he'd be absolutely brilliant and I think he's very suited to it and I think he has great ideas in the game and so I hope the game doesn't lose him to be honest mm. Um but they, they appointment, um, they've appointed Andrew Goodman, who played for Leinster, who coached Tasman uh, as a head coach, who coached the Crusaders. Uh, this guy's a gem. Yeah, he could be a very um, natural, um, what's the word, a natural successor mm. to Stuart Lancaster in that role with Leo's... Uh, strengths in terms of managing the bigger picture. Andrew Goodman uh, has experience of head coaching with Leinster, is a brilliant I'm oh, sorry, with Tasman um, had a huge role with the Crusaders and their success and uh, they may already have, have an eye on uh, who they want and he's, um, he's already in the building yeah, it's an interesting one. Like when you bring up Andrew Goodman, Ronan, like he, he had some lovely words to say about you. I think a couple of weeks ago as well, he was saying you had a, an amazing perspective on the game and kind of referencing your time with the, with the Crusaders as well. Uh, for you, with Andrew, like 
I think it was Jordan Armour maybe speaking this week about the impact Andrew has had since he's come in at Leinster and he said for, for one thing that the player meetings and uh, coach meetings have been a little bit shorter and more matter of fact and to the point uh, but he also involves the players in the process as well and um, when the style of play issue comes up the players are very much involved so that's obviously something that, that Andrew brings to the table as well Yeah he is he's, he's, I think what I really like about him is, is um, just his mood uh, whether it's six o'clock in the morning or he's after a long day, uh, twenty to six, twelve hours later, you you always get the goods from Goody, you know. Excuse the pun, and and that's very important. I think in our business, as opposed to a guy, you get the impression he doesn't really want to engage with me on this conversation. He's keen to get out. He he, he loves it. He could, you know he could be doing skill sessions, joining in in the skill sessions, or else he could be the guy leading. A, a very technical discussion in terms of how to break down a backline from this set piece. So I think he has a lot of strings to his bow, and I think um, the key one, obviously, is, is dealing with people because that's essentially what we do. A lot of our time is is obviously looking at strategy, but so much of our time and the most important um, bits of our time is how we develop relationship with our players. That's absolutely crucial. He's very, very good at that. Uh, that is quite the recommendation. Just before we let you away, Johnny, uh, Joy Carberry, uh, Freudian slip there, Joy Carberry and Emden 15 for Munster for the Connacht game um, in the URC this weekend. What's your... Uh, do we... Are we reading too much into this to even have a conversation about it? Mike Haley's injured, so he's filling the gap and that's it. Move on. Nothing to see. Yeah, I think so. And I think Simon Zebo is, is Simon Zebo injured as well? He doesn't feature anyway, so he must be, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I was talking to Mike a few, uh, well, not a few days ago. It's probably over a week now. But he was saying that they've they've been unfortunate with a lot of injuries, and obviously they have guys on the tour. So he said they were really, um, I suppose, deep tapping deep into their resources. So for me, as a coach, you want your best players on the pitch, whether it's at ten or fifteen. Uh, for me, Joey Carberry needs to be on the pitch. So ideally, from Ireland's point of view, he's playing at ten, but. Uh, you have to put Monsters' needs first this weekend, and and he's playing, and that's good for 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 Monster, and it's good for him. Very good. What is it? Is it a cappuccino or an americano, or what? What gets the day going? Um, or oh, cafe morning? Our big president. It's what, uh, what is it? Cafe Merling. Vincent Merling is our president. Okay. You know? So you're yes. obliged to. Uh, you can't. You can't be having anything else. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Go, go on. See you, Thanks a million. Cheers. Bye bye. OTB With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.